Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Locks Talks podcast. Now, before I get into any details about this episode, I have to say that I recently started my own Instagram page for the podcast. The username is Locks Talks Podcast, um, L-O-X-T-O-X podcast, no spaces or anything like that. I started this because I felt like the audience needed a better understanding of who my guests are. So from now on, every time I have somebody on, I'll post, you know, videos and pictures of them and better descriptions about them um, and even tag them if they have, you know, social media accounts on available. So I think it would be great to have a better understanding of who who you're listening to um, specifically on these podcasts. So from now on, just letting you guys know that my Instagram page is active and I will be posting my my guests on it. So without further ado, um, let's get into the details about this episode. So this is episode number seven. We have a special guest, Seattle Heights. Now, Seattle Heights is um, this individual's nickname. He actually goes by Logan, but for this episode, let's just call him Seattle Heights. Throughout the last few years, he has gone all over the city and done unbelievable climbs and stunts. And I've, I'm going to say this in the podcast, but you guys really need to go to his YouTube or his Instagram to really understand the extent of what he's done. So his Instagram and YouTube are the same. It's just Seattle Heights. And... I would do that before the podcast, honestly, if I were you guys, because you get to really see what we're talking about, because we can't describe um, in detail how crazy some of the stunts he's done are. So for more photos, it would be his Instagram, and for the YouTube videos, it would be obviously YouTube. But he has climbed unbelievable places in Seattle. He's, he's climbed the arches on CenturyLink. He climbed the second highest suspension bridge in the entire United States. He climbed the Pike Place Market sign, the, the Rainier Brewery sign. I mean, he's done so many crazy things, cranes, hanging over the edges of cranes, and everything like that. And you know, if you guys want to check those videos out to really understand what we're talking about, um, that would be you know for your benefit because we can't really describe how unbelievable this is. Um, so yeah, like I said, Seattle Heights YouTube and Instagram uh, before or after or even during the podcast, you guys should do. Um, without further ado, I'm, I'd, I don't want to spoil anything or anything like that. So yeah, it would be greatly appreciated if you guys could you know follow me on Instagram and stay updated with my podcast. But otherwise, um, this is Locks Talks episode number seven with special guest Seattle Heights. Thanks so much. Enjoy. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's spelled correctly. It's Seattle Heights, right? Oh, yeah, okay, Seattle yeah. Heights. Good, good, good. Um, so... Yeah, that's just a PSA for anybody who wants to really understand what we're talking about. So I'm just going to call you Seattle Heights, but your mm-hmm. real name is? Logan. Logan. Yeah. Okay, so Logan, and you are 21. 21, right? yeah, just turned 21. And I found out about you when I was in like 8th or ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how, but maybe we, my, my friends and I were looking something up. But you, for anybody who doesn't know yet, um, unless you've already searched it up, are known or were known, I guess, until you became legally like 18 yep. um, for climbing and doing, not just climbing, but doing like crazy stuff around the city of Seattle. Oh, which, yeah. Which, you know, I'm not surprised my friends and I found it because like, not, I feel like there's not a lot of people that go out around Seattle and do crazy stuff, so it's not that hard to find. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for anybody wondering, Logan, aka Seattle Heights, is known for his, or was known for his, his crazy stunts all around uh, the city of Seattle doing different stuff. So I don't have like a timeline of, you know, which one was first, which one was not. But I do want to just ask before we get into the details of like the crazy stuff you used to do downtown, like what ever made you be like, I want to go climb buildings. I want to go, you know, sneak into places and do whatever like that. Like whatever got you started on that? Um, I kind of wanted to do something that like no one else had really ever done before or that very few, very few people do. And so one thing I always saw like those videos of people doing just those like crazy buildings and cranes and stuff downtown. And I just really just wanted to do it. Like I was tired of watching people do it and I just wanted to be one of those people. And so I kind of just started small and just worked my way up from there. Started with schools and stuff like that. And then one night like we're just, we just saw a crane. We're like, let's go do that. And then that was in the UW area and then just late the same night we got down we're like let's do that again and so we went right downtown I did a, did my first crane I was probably just turned 16 and it just escalated from there so you so you and it was always the same friend or friends that you could do it with it was a group of people um, I kind of take it was normally like one or two guys I would take out every time some of them were just close friends that I just wanted to be with and then uh, 
I would contact photographers or they would contact me and then I'd be like, sure, let's go do this and that. And so probably throughout all my stuff, I was probably with like five or six people. So you started with like elementary schools, high schools, yeah. stuff like that around Seattle? Oh yeah, pretty, pretty much did every school. And then I just wanted more and more, just wanted to do bigger and better. You feel like over, like when you look at the guys, like you, you said, like watching the internet, you feel like you were ever like, you, like you, I mean, you're saying you need more. Did you ever just feel that that was the only reason that you kept wanting to go higher and higher and higher because you felt like you could do better or you wanted just more of a thrill? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just like, I, I want to do, I just, as soon as I would get down from a crane, I would just look at a new building. I'm like, I want to do that one or this one and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, even today, like, I still wish I could still do it, but, you know, I just get in a lot of trouble for it. But um, if I was still just underage, I would still be doing this absolutely like we were looking at like the space needle the columbia tower mm-hmm. all kinds of things you could think of even in other countries and in different states so i just wanted to keep progressing more and more so your, your first crane you said was near you dub mm-hmm. yeah so i mean obviously you climbed it i'm not i don't want to ask like how did you do that but like isn't mm-hmm. wasn't there security was there like construction workers about it uh you kind of scout out the area and learn if there is security um, normally, if you go a Saturday night is the best time to go that we usually went to because uh, the workers don't work on Sundays typically, and so you don't have a chance of them showing up at like 3 4 a.m. to start working. Yeah. We normally start the climbs at about 1 a.m., and then they last to like 3 or 4. But yeah, most, most of the places will have security, but you just kind of watch where they are, maybe check to see once they you know look at their phones, they're not looking at the cameras, then you hop over. You know, they're there for like nine, ten hours. They can't be watching the cameras the entire time or just walking around. So it's not too bad to get past the security. And what? how tall was the first crane that you climbed? Oh, it wasn't that big. It was like uh, maybe 100 feet. Yeah. Yeah. One of those just really small apartment buildings. Nothing, nothing big at all. And were you ever scared of heights? I mean, that's obviously the one thing probably people are wondering a lot. It's like... Did like was did it help you conquer your fear if you had any? I mean, I assume if you're climbing cranes, you don't have a fear of heights really. Yeah, well, humans naturally just have a, a fear of heights just through years of evolution of people falling off things and everything. That's always in your mind. Yeah. But you just as you keep progressing, you just learn that walking on the edge of the building is the same as walking on a, a sidewalk at home. It's just the consequence of falling is much greater. But once you can get your mind around that, you can really walk on anything that you can balance on. Um, yeah, like uh, one of the sketchier climbs I did was CenturyLink Stadium. Um, the bri- the like the arches. The, on yeah, top? The, the arch at top. It was about three feet wide metal that was wet. So it was, it was re- not meant for climbing. So. Not. Oh, it actually was. It had a, really? a wire up there. Yeah, because they have to like change the lights that are up there. Oh yeah. But well. um, yeah, I did it when it was wet, and uh, we were. It, it was super super scary. Like. It was, I actually slipped one time and almost fell off. That was my, my one close call. That was probably the closest call I ever got to. But yeah, you really just kind of get over it and you just don't think about it. You're more focused on just putting one foot in front of the other than just falling and looking down. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point because I, I did think about that sometimes. Like, realistically, if you're just like at home trying to balance on like a small little, you know, if you're trying to balance on like some part of your like, you know, ground or like, like you said, the sidewalk, mm-hmm. it's like no different than some of the buildings. It's just like, the mindset like oh my mm-hmm. gosh like if I do fall and then it gets in your head you yeah know? yeah people yeah people really think because they can be walking on it uh, up high and they'll be just fine and it even happens to me like I'll kind of test myself I'll as I'm walking on something I'll think about falling and then I'll get freaked out so yeah. I kind of step back but once you're on something that's oh, it's almost like the, the scarier it is the more focused you are on what you're doing so you don't even think about that yeah. it's not even in the question and like you brought it up earlier, I, I was going to bring it up later, but you brought it up. So CenturyLink, that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, well, that's, I think, your most viewed video. Uh, if I'm yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, it deserves more views because I don't know anybody else that's done that or yeah. even thought of doing that. But um, so what, like, just FYI, anybody listening, like, yeah, that's what I, that's just, this is the reason why you guys need to go to these channels is you need to see this because, you know, it's not like some clickbait thing. You click on it the arches and century link like the white arches that go you know across the soccer football whatever it is depending on the time of the year like seattle heights like climbed that which is like mm-hmm. something i mean we can see it from the, this window right here yeah um it's just so weird to think that like you were on top of there 
and I just want to, for that one, I want to go into a lot of detail. So mm-hmm. how, like, what did you, like, when, when did you ever say, like, okay, let's climb CenturyLink? Because it's not, like, realistically, it's not, like, height-wise, it's not as crazy as, like, some buildings you probably could have climbed, mm-hmm. but it's more about, like, for me, when I think about it, it's just cool because it's, like, a, a professional soccer and professional football stadium. Yeah, absolutely. So... I can't remember the time where I was actually like, I want to climb that because it was a few years ago. It's probably four years ago that I did that, four, four plus years ago. But um, I remember the process of doing it. We went down on a night where there was actually a baseball game at the stadium next door, Safeco. Yeah. And we timed that that way that um, we have a chance that those security guards are watching the baseball game. And there's also a lot of people out and they're more focused on other things. And so we went to the north side of the stadium and we literally walked up the stairs like we own the place. Um, there's people out and about walking around, coming out of the game, and we just walked right up the stairs, just try to blend in. Yeah, as soon as we went in, we just um, dipped right down into the, the stands and hid for about 20 minutes. And then we realized no, no alarms or anything had gone off. Mm-hmm. And so from there, we just uh, took the stairs up and then went to... Uh, took the, the top, went to the top of the stands, and then from there you can get to a catwalk. And we're on the catwalk, and we're just thinking the entire time, how can we get to the roof? Your goal with the whole time was get to the roof? Or yeah, was it absolutely. just like get in there? No, we wanted to get to the roof. We, we did go out on the field, which was really cool to go out in the middle yeah. of that field. But um, yeah, we were up there on the catwalk, and we were thinking, like, how do we get to the roof? There's probably some like secret entrance. They can't make it this easy. And then as we're walking back on the catwalk, I noticed that there's a ladder next to me that goes up. And I follow the ladder up, and about 10 feet above my head, there's a, there's a hatch, mm-hmm. about a two-foot by two-foot hatch. And we rip that open, and then you're on top of CenturyLink from there. And then we, you know, we were playing around on the roof, just taking pictures, and we saw the arches, and we're like, let's go climb the arches. And it started to rain, it started to rain as soon as we went over the arches. And one rule that I always have is I just never climb when it's, when it's raining. And so we actually, we actually left. Um, and then just a few weeks later, we, uh, I wanted to get on top of that arch. And so I, we went back to the exact same thing, except this time we couldn't walk up the main stairs because there was no game. I think the season was over. And so uh, we climbed one of the ticket booth signs in the video. You can see it. And we took the same route out, went up the, uh, went up the arches that were they had a wire on them that is about the, the diameter of your pinky. And this wire goes the entire length. And in the video, it's really dark, but I'm basically grabbing this wire, pulling myself up the entire time. Just I'm, some I'm thin little wire? Yeah, thin, super Gosh. cold metal wire. Hands are freezing. And you have to do it for a long time because that arch, you That's know, huge. At, the, at the start, it's really steep. And so you just keep pulling yourself up yeah. into a point where you can kind of crawl and then we sat on top of the arches that were about three feet wide um, and we timed it so that the sun would rise about when we got up there and so we were up there for probably 30 minutes just sitting on the top of the arch chilling and then uh, the sun started to go up so we started to film uh, took some took some videos and pictures then headed back down uh, on the way down we didn't see anyone it was bright as day people were out walking their dogs I just hopped the fence some lady was just witnessed me hop over the fence. She's, she's walking her dog. I just nodded to her and walked off. That's all? Nobody saw you? Mm-mm. Nope, nobody. And you guys, so was that, like, what in your, like, climbing, I, like, climbing, exploring career, what time was it, the middle of it, the end of it? Oh, that was, that was pretty near the middle, yeah. So you guys had been filming stuff before that? Because mm-hmm. I imagine you didn't film your, like, or I, maybe it wasn't worthy enough to, like, post, like, the elementary, the high school, stuff like that. It yeah. was more, like... You wanted to start filming the big deal mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you guys yeah. got your GoPros and everything like that and mm-hmm. timed it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, that video was pretty scary. I mean, yeah. like the one with the part where you were sitting with your feet dangling over the field mm-hmm. and then you did the GoPro stick. I was just like... Yeah, it's it's a long drop from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's actually a lot higher up there than people think. It's actually really high, but there's there's nothing really around it to, to compare the height to. But especially being on a a three foot wide beam and then being that exposed you know everybody in in the city within a five mile diameter can look over and see this black dot sitting on top so being spotted was actually kind of scary because all it takes is one person to see some guy up there wearing all black and then they call in and then you're screwed but luckily that didn't happen pretty fortunate yeah for sure so 
was it after that that you started like or was it before you because this was like you said in the middle because you've climbed other cranes buildings Mm -hmm. other stuff was this something that motivated you to keep going higher more or like yeah absolutely so once once i did that one then i was like if if i can do that then a lot more is possible than i thought and so we started looking at other buildings um the construction of the cargo cranes behind us there uh we we climbed one of those and um yeah down there by the port of seattle and uh, that was one of the scarier ones. Uh, the red cranes? Uh, it was, it, yeah, it's the white ones down there. Oh, yeah. And um, we, to get there, you had to walk along the beach for about a half mile to evade the security. They actually have their own police there, too, so we had to be careful. Um, and the cranes are fully exposed. They're in the middle of, like, a big parking lot that's empty, and there's people driving and walking around everywhere, and so we basically expected to be seen and so we just walked with confidence up to the up to the cranes and started climbing them up and they're a lot bigger than you think there's it's a massive staircase to get up there to them um but that one they, yeah, that one was right after central link i would say um that one I, I think we made a video but it just wasn't wasn't uh bright enough wasn't filmed good enough so we didn't we didn't post that one but that was definitely one of the more thrilling ones because uh, the fear of being caught, there's signs everywhere that's like minimum yeah. five years in jail and stuff like that. And I only know one other person that had ever done it before. He's the same guy that actually inspired me a little bit to do CenturyLink because he had a picture online of him years ago sitting on the top of the arch. Um, and so when I saw him up there, then I knew it was possible. He also is the same guy that climbed the Space Needle. Um, How do you climb the Space Needle? Um, we looked at it a lot, actually. Um, me and a guy. Because that would definitely be the most iconic thing you could do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was on my. That was probably probably my dream climb. But um, yeah, me and my friend, we spent. Uh, he he was in the UK, um, and he was planning on coming over to Seattle, not not just to climb it, but to visit. Uh, and we were gonna do CenturyLink, so we were pulling up blueprints and looking at old construction uh, pictures and videos. Um, watching all kinds of videos of just tourists being up there to get a good layout of the stairs. One of the things that helped us was um, every year or so they, they have this running uh, thing where they uh, people uh, run from the bottom of the stairs to the top. And we use that video a lot to our advantage because um, we were going to take the stairs. Um, but we, we realized it was just almost too, too impossible. Too many things had to go right in order for it to happen. Um, the, the hardest part it would be getting to the staircase that's in the middle and getting to that you know the building is completely shut down at night and so we actually had a plan of getting on top of the the first couple stories where there's that like base we had a plan to get on top there and then get to the stairs but to get to the stairs from there we we had two options we had one um which was, it was an option, but we probably weren't gonna do it. That would be to cut the fence that lines from the inside of the stairs from the outside, and then we could get into the stairs from that way, but we try not to damage anything. Um, but that was one way we could have easily done it. And the other way was to simply climb up the, the stairs from the outside, fully exposed, like where the elevators go. How would you have done that? You just, it's, it's a chain link fence up the entire way. Oh my and gosh. And so we were able to climb up that, and then get to the elevators. And then from there, it was really up in the air what we were going to do because we couldn't find any blueprints that would lead um, anywhere from there. One, one option from there was to climb up the elevator shaft um, and then just pry the doors open. And then that way, we'd actually be inside of the Space Needle. Um, and then from there, there's a series of doorways and uh, hatches that you could pick your way through to get to the top. But um, it, it just seemed too impossible. So we didn't even attempt it. You know, I mean, that's that would be a dream climb that just is... I, I, I didn't even know there was that much stuff in possible ways. I thought you just mm-hmm. had to either take the elevator... I didn't know there was a staircase in there, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. It's probably... Un, I mean, it's probably better you didn't, because, mm-hmm. I mean, getting caught in the Space Needle would probably have been the worst possible place to get caught, yeah, I guess. so bad. Yeah, for sure. So, another iconic place that you did climb besides CenturyLink was... I don't I, the Rainier Brewery like the oh the yeah the, R, the, the Rainier R red R yeah that was a fun one that that place is actually right by my parkour gym that I used to go to and that one 
we did we had a couple of photographers with us from the area and um, two of my buddies went up and uh, there there's a staircase there that we went up and there's like a camera but I found out pretty quick that the camera was fake I just grabbed the back of the camera and pulled out the wire and it was just it was a, a, a wire that just hang out hung out the back of the camera to make it look real mm-hmm. and so we got on top to the roof from there and then there's supposed to be a ladder that you have to climb up uh, it's like a it's like an aluminum foldable ladder and that ladder wasn't there and so my friend who's really good at climbing and parkour he actually climbed the side of the building um, about 20 feet um, which was insane to see him do it because it's like this sloped old concrete and he's climbing up the side of it and grabs the ladder and gives it down to us and uh, what do you mean there was supposed to be a ladder there so when when you drive past the Rainier R at least before I did it, there was sometimes this foldable ladder that was leaned up against the roof mm-hmm. um, that would go to the higher por- portion where the, the R is. And um, we didn't check to see if the ladder was up. The only way you can really tell is from driving on the freeway. And um, well, they, yeah, the ladder wasn't there, so he had to lower it down to us. And then once we were at the base of the actual R, my, uh, one, of the, one of the photographers, he had brought a drone with him. So we set the drone up and then I just went up, climbed. We tried to do everything as quick as possible because we knew that people were going to see us, which ended up happening. And as we got down, uh, me and my, my two buddies that I was climbing with, we were about 15, 15 to 30 feet in front of the photographers that were behind us. And we looked behind us, and a cop pulled right up, and he started talking to the photographers. And as soon as we saw that, we waited till we were around the corner, and we just dipped. We ran, and then... Um, we found out later the photographer he's a really really big guy and he uh and the the cops came up and they're like were you on top of the rainier r we had a call that someone was up there and the photographer literally said sir i'm a 300 pound mm-hmm. man you think i could really climb up there and so the cops Good just point. let him go yeah. yeah nothing happened but yeah that was definitely a really fun one really so did you get on top of the r mm-hmm. yeah i was sitting sitting in the arch of the r um i was supposed to get on that tippy top of it but it was just impossible, physically impossible to climb up there. It was super st- solid. It's like solid steel. But yeah, I was in the video. You can see me sitting in the, the arch of it. And then I called my friends up, and they were up there with me, and we were just taking pictures and videos together. It was a really fun time. Yeah, I would imagine. And how long did you guys, like, scout that out? Oh, I mean, it's a block away from our parkour gym, so we'd always seen it. We knew the route up. We knew many people had done it. Um... It's not that hard of a climb, really, but just being on top of the Rainier R, you know, one of those iconic buildings, it was something yeah. we really wanted to check off the list. No, for sure. I mean, it's nothing, like, height-wise super special. It's just, yeah. like, iconic. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And then one other one. So, I mean, I'm just kind of going off on, based on, like, your videos I've seen. Mm-hmm. And, like, if people are listening and they are checking your thumbnails or watching your videos, I'll probably check it off with them. So... Your this one wasn't much of a climb. It was your bus surfing mm-hmm. on the Aurora Bridge. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's different, right? I mean, it, you know, people would know you for like climbing and doing dangerous things on iconic places. That's just like was kind of an out of the blue, mm-hmm. really cool, but like just out of the blue kind of thing. Like, what, what what made you want to do that? Um, I saw a buddy in the UK. His name is uh, Dying Llama. He's a big climber over there, and he actually had done it on a uh, one of those double decker buses. Oh wow. And uh, I saw him do it. I really wanted to do it. And we do have du- double-decker buses here, but none that I could uh, get to. And they're all on the freeway. And so the one route that I saw was the bus, is the number five bus that goes over the Aurora Bridge. And uh, we went there on a uh, later at night or in, in, in the evening when the sun was still up. And my two friends were there. And they did not think that I was going to do it. I mean, the commitment that you have to have to be able to run behind a bus with traffic and people around and jump on top of this bus and ride right ac- right across the you know busy f- highway yeah. and then jump off, it, it takes a lot. Unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. so we were there for probably an hour and a half. At the bus stop? Yeah, at the bus stop. And I just kept wimping out. Every single bus that went by, I would think of some kind of excuse in my, in my mind to not do it. I was like, oh, that guy looked at me weird or that bus looks a little too high an hour and a half we were there and then the we we went back the next day after school 
and uh, the second bus that came, I was like, I just got to do it. And so I just ran around up the back of it, jumped on. Uh, a couple people had just gotten off the bus, and they saw me, and they're just looking at me like, what is this kid doing? They they waved to him, and I waved back. You can yeah, see I saw the that video. part of the video. Yeah, I just saw yeah. like, hi. Was it not like loud you just jumping on top of us like would no one notice that um i mean uh nobody actually noticed when i jumped off of the bus um uh i looked in briefly and everyone had their faces and their phones they didn't notice but those buses are actually really loud and i didn't think that someone would hear plus the motors in the back and so it's kind of loud back there and i wasn't really worried about someone you know in the back hearing a, a bang on the ceiling and then having you know the urge to tell like the bus driver about it yeah, no the, the drivers in the front but it was it was pretty safe the i chose that route because it's very straight i mean it's literally a straight line across the bridge there wasn't any turning yeah but i did have a um an emergency hatch that i was holding on to mm-hmm. but i i realized i didn't have to hold on to it once we got up to speed like, it was just like a, a solid bus so it felt pretty safe it wasn't too scary but and you're that, able to stand up and everything like that mm-hmm, yeah uh, at the in the video you see me i wasn't actually supposed to stand up but I got up there and I was like, I'm, I'm only gonna do this once. I want to get the full experience. So I, right. I stood up and I was literally surfing on top of it. It was the coolest thing because you're on top of a, uh, I think the Aurora Bridge is about 200 feet or so. Um, you know, you're standing on top of a, a, a bus that's on a top of a 200 foot bridge, and the, like the sun setting in front of me. It was, it was a really cool experience. Um, and when I jumped off, my buddy was inside of the bus to make sure that it stopped the next stop. And so in the video, you see me run away to get out of there, and then he comes up behind me, and that was one of the most thrilling experiences of my life. At, the, at that point, it was probably the one of the greatest things I've ever done. Uh, it just the amount of emotion that I felt after that was it was overwhelming. It was pretty insane to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, that, out of everything, like most things I watched were like you know hearts like nail biting, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that one was just like. It was just cool, like yeah. a scene out of a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Truly, that's what I want to ask you mm-hmm. about that. Like, I mean, I probably didn't take as much planning as it's just jump on the bus, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it took a lot of guts, though. Like, that's something that I would be really scared of just falling off and then game yeah. over because oh, no one's yeah. gonna be able to slow down on Aurora. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with the concept of bridges, you climbed two bridges, right? You climbed mm-hmm. the, you did climb the Aurora Bridge, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, under, under under, it? underneath it. Yep. Yeah, it was that one. Was that one not as scary? I mean, it's water. You could still get really hurt, but yeah. I didn't know, like, how, you know, was that one of your first climbs or what? That actually was one of my very first climbs. It's in the, I think it's one of the first posts that I have in my, my channel. And we did that just probably a week after my friend got his GoPro uh, from, his, from his mom for his birthday. We just wanted to go test it out. And we knew how to get on top of one of the pillars that support the Aurora Bridge. And from there, it's complete free climbing on the the scaffolding to get to the center and that part was pretty scary um because the everything is dusty and it's shaking from the the trucks that drive over um it's really old cold metal there there is a sense of security knowing that there's water underneath you even though it's about 150 feet you might survive you'll probably break your legs if you hit right but um, better than ground yeah there was something about it that was comforting and actually during that climb uh, you know, you're walking on, on beams that were about three inches wide and then holding on to the, the big beams. You'd think it'd be horrifying, but it really wasn't scary at all. It was actually quite calming being up there. Uh, a couple of people in their houseboats in that area actually were, you know, enjoying their morning coffee and they looked up and they saw us and we just waved and they just went on with their day. Pretty amazing. But yeah, that, that climb was pretty amazing. That was actually just before school. We, uh, on, at Hale, we had uh, Tuesdays, late starts. And so we got up at seven, and oh, we, you did we that climbed just that on a school day. Yeah, like it was, was nothing. Yeah, we literally went right from there to school. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty thrilling. When you, uh, it was a pretty bad day at school because I couldn't really think about anything else other than that climb. But yeah. yeah, that was a pretty fun one, especially being the, at the beginning of the the climbing career. Yeah, for sure. And then, so I didn't know where that bridge. So so bus surfed the Aurora Bridge, climbed under the Aurora Bridge on the pillars, then the third tallest suspension bridge in the world mm-hmm. or in the United States. I don't know where it was because that was the title of the video for anybody that's, you know, wondering. Um, where was that? That's the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. So it's in Tacoma, just uh, west of Tacoma a little bit, about, about an hour and a half drive. And so uh, I believe this is the second tallest suspension bridge in the United States, second to the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. 
No, yeah, obviously, yeah. That that one was actually a pretty pretty exciting day. So the morning started off super early, probably two a.m. Um, picked up my friend that was in. Oh no, I had a friend up here that we carpooled down, and then we met uh, one of my buddies that I climbed with before down there, and we were waiting for this other guy who, and this other guy, he was the only one that actually knew how to climb it. He had done it before. And he- How, how did you meet this guy? Oh, just through Instagram online. They contact you and ask if you wanna go climb and stuff like that. So I climbed with him before, I knew him. And um, we we, uh, we were waiting for him to wake up, but he never woke up. And so I was, we were like, well, we gotta find a way to climb this then. Um, and so we, we went out into the middle of the bridge. It was probably about, 4 a.m. by that time, and we went to the very center of the bridge, right where those the the big cables meet the bridge. Mm-hmm. And at 4 a.m., there's not many people driving on the road, and so as we're um, as we're in the center, we're getting on top of the beams. And every time a car drove by, um, we would uh, lay down on the on the wire so that we wouldn't be seen, even though it wouldn't help that much. But um, yeah, in the video you see us just yelling car, dodging cars, laying down on the on the beam, and you really want want to just get above the first like 40 feet because that's where the the lights are, and when the lights are shining down on the cars, they get blinded, they can't see above. Right. And so we just we just sprinted to get above those lights, and then from there, it was a really long walk up those those cables. It's Do you have to hold the sides of them mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Yeah, they have cables on the side at about armpit height um, that you're holding on to. Um, and the cables get steeper and steeper as you go up, and as you get to the top, you're you know you're really using your arms to to pull yourself up. You're literally just walking up, like mm-hmm. yeah, fall, you're done. Yeah, like you're just walking up, kind of like a slanted, with just nothing but your hand. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just like, I mean, like I said for anybody listening, like you like you have to watch the video. It's hard for me to like explain this or for you to really go into detail, but like yeah, you're like walking up a mm-hmm. slanted bridge that's unbelievably high yeah you're pretty much walking up a pipe it's it's a it's a, the the um the cable was probably about two feet in diameter so it's you know it's fully round and you're walking on top of this um for like a quarter mile um and it's a long climb and you know one little slip and you could fall but i mean you did have two hands on the cables still though yeah and then once we got up there uh we we timed it with the sunset so as soon as we stepped foot on the top the sun was slowly starting to come up behind Rainier. Um, and we waited about 20 minutes for the sun to rise a little bit so we could get some footage. And then we just spent the next like half hour, 45 minutes messing around, taking videos and pictures. Um, it was a really beautiful place. It was a really cool, one of the greatest sunrises I've ever witnessed. And we were on top of the uh, second highest suspension bridge in the, in the US watching it. It was pretty amazing. And then um, while we were up there, I think the, uh, the guy that we were supposed to go with, he actually woke up and he called us and he was pretty bummed that he couldn't make it. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the way down was pretty fun. Um, uh, we actually, we took a different route down. We went down the, the, the wire that actually went to land, like not the one that went to the center of the bridge. And we did that way, that, was that way because if people saw us running down, we would, we would at least be on mainland and we'd be able to run mm-hmm. and hide. Uh, if we went down to the center of the bridge, we'd have to you know, go about a, a half mile walk to get to the land yeah. again. And so- Was it scarier getting down or up? No, it was so much fun getting down because we were basically running. At, I was going at almost a sprint um, down the, the, the beam. Oh my gosh. And so I'm holding on to the, the wires just very loosely and then I'm basically running with my feet down, and every 15 feet or so, you gotta pick up your hands to uh, to get away from the supports that were there holding those wires up. But um, it was really fun. I mean, you're sprinting down this you know this massive suspension bridge, and I get down to the bottom, and the point of running was that you know we could just get out of there as fast as we can. And I look up, and one of my friends is almost halfway down, so there was actually no point in me running. But uh, Getting down from that was one of those things that was just very overwhelming. Um, usually after a climb like that, I don't sleep uh, for, I don't sleep very well for a couple of days because I'm just like, my heart's like still pumping in a way. Like I just can't keep my mind off of it. Do you think you became like obsessed with that? With that? Like just the adrenaline rush, like adrenaline junkie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was addicted to it. Yeah, I, and the way I could only like uh, fulfill it was to just, 
keep doing it again if not bigger and better mm-hmm. you know it's it's really an addiction that you just chase the entire time and I mean as soon as your foot gets down from a, a climb like that you just look, get online on the way home and just look up more structures or buildings that you can do and you just do more and more research on whatever it is you want to you want to do to keep uh keep that thrill going yeah it's funny because most people I think at least that I would know would are hearing this and and they're like, no, like if I got, for some reason, had to be on that high of, mm-hmm. uh, of a platform and then I got down, there was no way I wanted to do that. It, I mean, it's just, it's hard to understand how you could be like, you know, obsessed mm-hmm. with like doing stuff that's like so easily, whether it's, you know, jail time or death mostly is, yeah. it's just crazy how like that's became an obsession. You're like, you wanted more and more and more. And mm-hmm. I mean, especially like, I mean, this <laughs> that kind of seems like more than enough, like the suspension right? bridge, the second and the in the country just is like what more did you did you want but i mean it, it is how it is some people have their their own obsessions and i honestly understand that like adrenaline mm-hmm. um is something that yeah when you're like in the whole process and right when you're finished you're like okay i need to do that something like that again mm-hmm. even better yeah um was that height wise your tallest thing that you've done or or were there other buildings and whatnot um no i think the um the radio tower on uh, Beacon Hill, I think it is. No, Beacon Hill. Capitol Hill. One of those, those two. Those three radio towers up there. Um, I actually did them twice. The One time. Right over here. There's there's three near Magnolia, Queen Anne yeah, area. Yeah, Queen Anne. Uh, did I say how? No, yeah, I'm at Queen Anne. Queen Anne, yeah. Uh, and I think that one might have been the highest. Um, if not... Um, I think the the suspension bridge was the highest, mm-hmm. but the radio tower actually felt really high because it's the top of it, elevation wise, is higher than the Columbia Tower, and so for about 20 minutes, I was the highest person in Seattle. There was nobody above me; everyone else was below, and I I sat up there on this little stool at the very top of this spire, and I watched the sunrise, just kind of watched the city come to life below me. Uh, I was up there with my buddy, um, and then. Uh, I think it was close to Christmas time that I wanted it to do it again, and so I went up solo. And this time there's Christmas lights all around the spire, and so it kind of gave us this, this really cool, really cool lighting effect. It felt kind of magical, and then you know got up to the top and just enjoyed the sunrise and went back down. But um, yeah, sometimes solo climbs like that can be safer because there's always the fear of someone else falling. And then you have to, you know, explain to that person's Survivor's parents, guilt. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And so uh, solo, solo climbs can be a lot more reassuring. Plus, with security reasons, those towers are really actually really highly secured. Um, there's motion detectors everywhere around them. We actually had to go underneath. We, just, we had to go into the dirt and go underneath the fence. Um, and then you have to be really careful about what you touched because everything there is just, like, super electric and... Um, How did you guys know what to and what not to touch? You can kind of hear it, or uh, you can hear like a zzz from the electricity, yeah. and then also you just kind of use common sense and really not try and touch too much besides like the ladders and everything like that. Yeah. And you kind of get out of there quick because the like I guess I don't know radiation is the guess best word to uh, use, but some of the um, uh, some of the tops of buildings have some pretty crazy. Uh, radio towers that we've heard can be pretty bad for you just getting radiation from them and so the the towers I think they might have been supposed to be turned off or something Mm -hmm. for someone to climb them but we try to do them as quick as possible how long did it take you to get up those towers oh a long time it's exhausting I think those are 600 feet Um, yeah so that's about actually as as tall as we are that's about the size of a 52 story building and um, yeah right about here yeah it's a ladder the entire way and so your, your forearms really take a beating doing it, so you got to take a lot of breaks. Um, and then that's even more dangerous because on the way down, you know, 80% of mountaineering accidents happen on the way down. It's the same principle for climbing like that. You know, you're tired, you just want to be down, um, you're fatigued, and so on the way down, uh, you got to take your time and just be careful. But getting up that tower, I'd say it probably took close to an hour or so. Is it just a straight-up ladder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on those... On the um, on the radio towers, it's just a straight ladder all the way from the bottom to the top. On cranes, it's a series of ladders. What platforms? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a twenty foot ladder, and then it kind of you kind of go on a platform and walk to the other side and climb up another ladder. 
cranes are a lot safer, I mean, because they're really made to be climbed and they're encaged um, and you're inside of a, a box, so yeah. you can't really fall. A lot of people think that when I'm climbing cranes, I'm just climbing like the outside of them, which I have done, actually do a building just behind us here. But um, yeah, when you're on the inside, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot safer than people think. Yeah, so the, the ra- I mean, just, did you post the radio tower video? Mm, I did have it up for some time. I just didn't like the editing. It was one of the earlier climbs I did, mm-hmm. so I was still getting used to editing. I think that was one of the times where I was still editing on my, my iPhone using iMovie. Uh, so the videos didn't turn out very yeah, good. Yeah, probably they're, not. Yeah, they're pretty cringy. And then my as the videos as we started climbing more and more, my friend who knows After Effects really well, he would edit the videos with me, and he eventually taught me how to edit edit them. So I'd go to his place, and we'd edit them. Some of them would take a lot longer than you would think. Um, it would take sometimes a week to edit a video, just because I just want everything to be perfect. Um, right. Everything has to be like timed out perfectly. So we had to restart them quite a bit just because I didn't like the song choice or stuff like that. Yeah, and then you had mentioned cranes. Um, I was watching one of the videos last night once again because I've watched your videos a bunch of times. Um, Mm -hmm. And you were like hanging on the outside of like the top of a crane because the crane Mm -hmm. goes up and then, you know, obviously the crane part where it's just like straight straight across like a Mm -hmm. horizontal line. And you were like hanging with one arm like Mm -hmm. off the edge of like, like what? I don't yeah. understand how you could do that. No, you, you, you really don't realize, don't, I mean, people don't realize how strong they are until being strong is the only choice. And, you know, if you're holding onto a beam and you let go and you know that you're going to die, you're going to hang on to that beam a, long, long, a, long, a lot longer than you think you would. Um, and that was almost just kind of test what I was capable of. I knew I could do it, but I just wanted to do it. Um, I probably hang, in the video I it, it's like a three or four second clip but I was actually so comfortable and calm there I think I was hanging by one arm for about 10 to 15 seconds if you look at the actual footage and I, I felt I've never been so calm ever I mean you'd think that you'd just be freaking out but it mm-hmm. was actually really relaxing um, but yeah uh, hanging hanging on stuff like that it just brings a little more thrill to it a little more exciting yeah and I mean, we, so far we've talked about the buildings, like, and the structures you've climbed, like, secretly. Mm-hmm. But I, what I mean by that is, like, you've had to sneak in and, like, like you, like if you were seen there at all, you'd be in trouble. But, like, what about certain buildings that, like, you can legally just walk into and go through the staircase and whatnot? Like, have you ever had to do those? Yeah, I, I've done, done those quite a bit. There, uh, me and five or six other guys were downtown one time, and we were just hitting rooftops, um... A lot of them are just like private um, residences, and there's a uh, some kind of like a courtyard or patio at the top that we were going up to and just taking pictures. Um, one time, we got caught up there, and uh, this we were actually in the penthouse um, like lounge area, and we were just messing around. We were playing music, and security caught us. They were super cool, but they just kicked us out. But yeah, some places when you walk in. You know, you're trying to walk in behind a resident um, to blend in, and mm-hmm. but the people that work there, they they recognize everyone, and so when they look at you and they go, "Sir, uh, who are you? How may I how may I assist you?" Then uh, you just know that you're screwed. So sometimes you don't say anything; yeah. you just walk out because it's not worth your time. No, for sure. I mean, I would understand that, but you've been through, you know, staircases and stuff to get to the roofs of buildings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely quite a bit. Um, uh, those you have to normally pick the locks to, but I probably shouldn't talk more much about that. Well, but yeah, keep it keep it DL mm-hmm. if you don't want to. No, yeah, get in trouble. but yeah, some of them you can just use credit cards or lock pick sets, and you're just fine. Uh, one time we got caught climbing the Sheraton building just behind us here. Mm-hmm. Um, me and three other guys were up there. They just we were at the at the roof door, just looking at it. And as soon as we just turned around, there was three security guards right behind us. So they just they just took our pictures and take you out. They normally don't call the police on someone like right. that. They just take your pictures and take your name down and tell you to tell you to leave. So it's not that bad. Yeah, but I'm guessing that you enjoy the thrill of more of like cranes and bridges than mm-hmm. just walking up staircases to get to the top of buildings. Yeah, because anyone can walk up a staircase. Few people can pick a lock, but. Um, 
uh, the those are more for just like pictures and videos or just just for fun. You just kind of get get up onto a roof and just look around for a little bit. But the real thrill is um, actually getting on all fours and whether it's like you know tugging yourself up the side of CenturyLink or walking up those beams at um, uh, the narrowest bridge. That's the stuff with like the where the the real real thrill is. Yeah, and I mean you were just talking about getting like caught and stuff like that. Well, essentially just like people just seeing you and like taking your name or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in like real trouble ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was, it was about a month before I was, uh, I was 17. It was about a month before I was 18. It was actually turned out to be the last climb I ever did. Uh, me and my buddy were um, climbing a crane right by CenturyLink and um, we did it just because we actually were friends with the site manager and he told us um, that the crane was going to be taken down in a week or so. And he said, if you want to climb it, go ahead. Our security is pretty bad. <laughs> um, and so I, we, we said, okay. We went there, and we, uh, we got, got on top of the crane. And as we're up there, we look down, and a cop pulls up to the site. And they like start shining their flashlight in. And my friend is 18 and I'm 17 and for trespassing that's like day and night mm-hmm. that's like the difference between like I don't know smoking weed and murdering someone yeah. you know the charges and so uh when we were up there you know he's freaking out I'm trying to keep him calm and then all of a sudden there was probably about six cop cars surrounding the site and they had canines and they were on their megaphones guess security wasn't too bad then yeah right oh <laughs> security was on top of it that night and so um they were they were on the megaphones threatening to release the dogs to go find us and even though we were on top of the crane and there's no way the only way they could have found us was if they went to the extent of getting a chopper out there and just seeing us mm-hmm. uh, or someone climbing the crane but we just didn't want to risk it so I just yelled down that we were coming down and we went and talked to them and um, uh, we just got detained we had to call our parents uh, at like uh, at like 3 a.m. Um, uh, probably more like 4 a.m. and uh, yeah, they made us call our parents, and I was more, I was more stressed about waking my mom up at 4 a.m. and having a police officer, you know, say that they're detaining her son. Um, but uh, I, the charges for that were pretty much dropped because I was 17. I did had to take a a class at this place. Um, to better my life, that's what they called it. Better your life. I was in there with crackheads and gang members. I did not belong. And me and my friend, we sat real close together. It was the the buddy that I was climbing with, and you know we were in there, and everyone was talking about how uh, how I don't know the violence and drugs and stuff they were going on to, and we're just sitting there because we hopped a fence technically. Yeah. But that's it. I had to do some like a few hours of community service, but that was it. Your did your mom during like did your mom during that time like was she ever like concerned about that did you ever tell her about what you do yeah she was fully aware from day one um, but she realized pretty quickly that she was never gonna be able to stop me and so she um, she never tried to stop me but she was always just telling me to be as careful as possible and but she was fully aware um, my dad didn't like it as much but as I as I started doing more bigger stuff and I started to get known a little bit more um, it kind of had to change their minds towards it a little bit, and um, and I recently get, got kicked off of my my sports teams my junior year because my grades were too bad, and the uh, the school called uh, called my dad, and they're like, uh, you, you you realize your son is climbing all these buildings, and he goes, yeah, I know, and they and then she goes, well, are you gonna do something about it, and then he said, well you kicked him off of his sports teams so he had to find something else to do i'll make you a deal if you put him back on his sports teams we'll make him stop climbing that never actually happened but my <laughs> parents after that somewhat supported me in doing it um my mom actually bought me uh the seattle heights sweatshirt i'm actually wearing it right now nice that was a christmas gift i was gonna wonder about your your little your merch or something like mm-hmm. that i don't know if you had like actually officially gotten a bunch of it no i i didn't i i only got this one sweatshirt made um, it, was, it was a Christmas gift from my mom. Um, but yeah, I never made merch or anything like that. Uh, the thing with merch is, you know, a lot of people will talk and a lot of people will say that they'll buy your stuff, but it's probably about no. 20% of the people no. will actually yeah, do it. For sure. And I wasn't, I wasn't at a point where I was that big. 
I was gonna do Seattle Heights hats, but those are actually um, pretty expensive. And so I never ended up doing merch or anything like that. Yeah, well, I mean, if you had gotten, I, I just am so sh like shocked when I see your YouTube channel, like how not many views that you have for doing things like, an, you know, an NFL stadium and, you know, a, mm -hmm. You know, a freaking suspension bridge that's like crazy and surfing on buses and stuff. It's just like, I'm shocked that you don't have as many. As, you know, I've seen some of your comments that are just like, I can't believe this doesn't have as many <laughs> yeah. subscribers as I'm like, yeah, seriously. Like, it's crazy. You have, I don't know, you know who like uh, Ali Law is mm -hmm. and yeah, those guys. Like, I, they, I mean, they do crazy stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that you do are up there even better than most of their, you know, stuff. And I'm just like, wow, like, <laughs> no offense to them, but it's just like they're definitely. I'm just. I've always been surprised. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe it's obviously because you turned 18. You haven't posted a video of you doing something like that in like you know three or so years. Yeah, which is smart. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, after the whole you got caught and it was like your last climb ever. Mm -hmm. did, did you stop because of that? Did you stop because you're 18? Um, I mainly stopped because I was 18. Um, all those guys that you see, Ali Law, Dalai Lama, Nightscape, um, they're uh, they're in a place where. Um, trespassing is a civil matter, and so it's not actually illegal. Um, and over here in the states, it's uh, you know you can get criminal trespass and you can go to jail, uh, serve jail time. And so once I turned 18, I pretty much stopped it, mm -hmm. simply because I was 18. But yeah, if I was if I was in the UK, I did, I would still be doing it to this day. Yeah, I've always wondered about Ali because like I see you know him 24 hour challenges, all this crazy stuff, and mm -hmm. like. He never really gets in trouble, and he posts it too. And yeah. I'm just like, is this guy stupid? But I guess if it's not a big situation there, law-wise, it's not. Yeah, Europe um, is different. It's it's a lot different. You can there's there's videos of people you know on the rooftops there doing parkour, climbing cranes. They just see security, and security just tells tells them to leave. Here in America, they you know they'll put you in the slammer, and make an example out of you, make sure you never do it again. It's a lot different over here. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And with, like, Europe, you had mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast, like, there were places besides the Space Needle, like, in different countries. I don't know about different states, too. Mm -hmm. Where were some places... I mean, obviously, you said, this, you know, the Space Needle, Columbia Tower, and whatnot, but before we get into those, where were some places outside of the city that you were debating or you was, like, a dream climb or dream adventure? Mm -hmm. uh, well, the Tacoma Nervous Bridge was a start for that, um, just being a little bit of a ways away, but other than that, um, the um, what's it called the the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco mm -hmm. was on my list. That one had been done by Store, which is a park a group of parkour guys. Um, they done it probably about ten years ago now, um, and I was looking at doing it, but their security is just so tight. It I would imagine. Yeah, it just almost seemed impossible. Surprised anybody got up there. Mm -hmm. And so. Uh, I actually knew a guy that did it. Um, uh, during my peak, this guy DM'd me, and he's like, hey, I I'm gonna climb the the Golden Gate Bridge. And I was like, all right, but if you are, you gotta send me videos of you doing it. He's like, okay. And I looked at his page, he could you know, climb little stuff, little cranes, I didn't think that he was actually gonna do it. The next morning, I wake up to my DMs just flooded by him, and there's videos of him on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, and he actually did it. Uh, he didn't get in trouble for it. But um, knowing how, that he did how it, would you do that? Like, is it um, similar to the to the Tacoma Bridge? In a way, there's these uh, vertical um, cables that are about the the diameter of a softball, and they are all the way lined up down the bridge. And he was able to climb up those for about uh, 30, 40 feet or so to bypass all the cameras. Um, he somehow did it without being seen. Because I spent a lot of time in San Francisco, and somehow they did not see him. But um, I mean, sometimes on the Bay Bridge, if you're just standing on the bridge and you just look sketchy, or you look, you know, you're looking off, and security will kind of come up to you and make sure you're okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, security up there is ridiculous. I don't know how he did it, but other than that, in San Francisco, there is a a massive radio tower. It's like a three prong thing that goes up. It's super high. It's on one of the higher peaks. Uh, I think it's on top of Twin Peaks, if I'm right. Um, I was looking at that one, but I never looked too too far into it. Uh, other than that, I just wanted to go to other cities. New York City was a big one that I wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. um, there's a few guys that I follow that are really big over there, um, but they uh, they they go almost every night. It seems like they're just at a different place. You no, know, in Seattle, there's only like probably like ten climbing buildings. Yeah, there's not buildings. that many. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted to go to New York for 
to, to do it sometime, but I never actually got the chance to. But New York would have been probably the highlight. Um, just There's just so many buildings, so many opportunities to go there. Um, other than that, there was some other uh, little bridges and buildings throughout scattered throughout the U.S. that I was looking at, but none that were intriguing enough for me to drive or fly for a few hours, just go make one little climb and then you know fly back for it. But New York City would have been a place I would probably would have gone to. Yeah, I, I would chance. imagine. I've seen. I mean, yeah, I've like the a channel called like on the roofs. Mm-hmm. Know, yeah, yeah, they did. They've done stuff and like, I don't know. I just don't understand how they even get to those places. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, same with you. I don't understand how <laughs> half the places you did. Like, yeah, I couldn't understand it because you know it's just like so many places of high security are just like. Like you said, you're kind of like looking around CenturyLink for like a little hatch or something like that. You just mm-hmm. found it. It's just yeah. like that stuff. Mm. I don't understand. Why, why didn't the Columbia Tower work out, by the way? Um, no, it's just impossible almost. Uh, I went up to the roof. I went up. I, I took the staircase up, and um, we it was me and three other guys. We were more just like messing around downtown, and we just wanted to go see if it was possible. So we went in, and we looked at this door at the top, top of the staircase, I'd never seen a more secure door in my life. There was motion detectors, there was cameras, there was all kinds of mad- magnetic uh, sensors that would alert the security if the door was open. I mean, you look at this door and there was probably like five or six security measures for it. So it was just like a yeah. huge no-no. And then I had heard rumors that um, to, to get to the roof, which nobody has done to my knowledge. Um, there's, you go through that door and then you have to take a mini elevator up and then there's another door. So it just sounded almost impossible. Right. But nobody's ever done it. And if someone does do it, it's going to be the most iconic thing in Seattle besides the Space Needle. Space Needle would be pretty iconic. I mean, mm-hmm. that is Seattle, really. Yeah. But building-wise, like something like, yeah. I mean, for nobody can see, but like we can see the Columbia Tower right now from our podcast room. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's that building in Seattle. It's the highest building. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like getting up, it would be damn near impossible, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, well, me and my friends, like I said, we used to watch you when we were middle school, like maybe just freshman year too. Um, and like more recently, I guess like earlier last year, we started trying to do similar things. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. we don't have like the guts to go climb certain to certain extents, but yeah. um, things are hard to do. Like mm-hmm. it's not like we see the videos, we'll copy you. You know, like I think the first time we ever contacted you was like in May when we tried to like, get into CenturyLink and we ended up getting mm-hmm. on. Um, like on dubs here, whatever, like that, because of that. We that was like, you? Yeah, that was me and my friend. Oh, well, I, I remember I, it now. I didn't text you. My friend, it was me and two other friends, and we were like, you know, how do we get in? Because mm-hmm. Dubsy had posted like a week before that. Yeah. And, you know, like, he was like, oh, I'll text that Seattle Heights guy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you ask him, and you were giving us tips and stuff, but we, you know, we were just like, screw it. So we, and th- this was during COVID, so mm-hmm. things were a little more locked down just because, like, I don't even think it was being used. So yeah, well, there was two different fences, and, like, we got up both of them and then one of our friends like couldn't get up the second one and like these alarms started going off and we were really dumb because like we left and we just kind of scouted it out again like mm-hmm. a few like 20 minutes later and then you know the police came whatever like that and they're like hey just like don't do that again or whatever like that um, yeah and it's just hard we weren't looking to climb it. we were just looking you know like you said you went on the field and everything it's just like a cool experience oh super cool yeah for what it is um and so yeah it's just difficult with like we didn't experience like we didn't expect to have these fences and stuff like that. But I, ever since then, it's like Seattle is a place that I, I really enjoy just going around in. Like, um, it was kind of there that started, like, me and those two friends, like, really started to enjoy, you know, that thrill of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not high up, but, like, just the thrill of, you know, like, the the adrenaline. So, yeah, we've done different buildings, like, with, like, with, with everything with COVID. It's just difficult to mm-hmm. get into buildings and, like, go to the staircase like you. So, yeah. fire escapes have been our... Our big thing, there's just not that many mm-hmm. fire escapes for tall buildings, but we've done it. There's like places under the West Seattle Bridge, there's like old flour mill that has like these silos that have fire escapes on them. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's just like we've done that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's why it kind of relates to you more because like the thrill of it, like even though it's not even close to as high as some of the stuff you've done, it's just like, you know, like walking on the edge of like tiny little hotels, you know, like 90 feet up, something like that, looking over the edge, and then you get down, and you're like, oh wow, like mm-hmm. I need to go do this, something way better than that. Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of relate to you. That's what I was trying to say earlier. A lot of people would be like, what? Like, <laughs> why would someone want to keep doing that? But yeah. I really do understand, obviously, not as high up, but certain buildings and stuff like that. That's why I was asking about like Rainier earlier, like a few months mm-hmm. ago. I was just like, 
I was uh, messaging you about Rainier because I was just like fascinated with how you did that. But no, and then yeah, the three radio towers you're talking about, you went up near Queen Anne. Yeah, those were ones we were like looking at too. It's just like <laughs> we we wouldn't have the balls to be able to like get up there. One because of mm-hmm. you know electric shock, and two because getting caught. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just the whole idea of getting caught, especially because, you know, most of us are 18. I think all of us are 18 now, so it's Mm kind of, like, not really worth the risk anymore. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But, yeah, for sure. Well, it was was great to be able to talk to you and hear about these things. I mean, people can see all the videos and pictures of you on social media and everything like that, but they can't really understand, like, the preparation or the details behind everything unless they were able to talk to you. I guess this is a similar thing, just, like, listening to this. So, like I said... If you haven't listened, or if you haven't watched um, while you've listened to this, um, Seattle Heights, um, Instagram, YouTube, seriously, it's the stuff, you gotta check it out. Um, but otherwise, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thanks for glad having me. Glad it finally worked out. Um, everything was wacky the, like the last week or so, but mm-hmm. glad it finally worked out. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a pleasure to be able to meet you too. So yeah, thanks for coming on. Of course, appreciate thank you. It. Yeah.